Hello, I'm Amy Keeley, and on this episode of the Travel Weekly podcast, I caught up with Derek Jones and Dean Harvey from Kuoni, who talked about their marketing plans for the year ahead following a successful turn of year campaign, its latest travel trends report, plus how the brand is optimising its shop network. Thank you both for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. You're welcome. Hello. Um, I just want to start off talking about your turn of year ad, which went down very well, um, I think. Uh, Steve Dunn gave it a, a very good score in his annual review. Dean, just explain to us the, the concept behind the ad. Okay. So we um, we seem to start our turn of year preparations earlier and earlier each year. And, and this year we really wanted it to hit home. So we actually started to do research in July, possibly even yep. June before that. That was with the agency Designate, and we commissioned some quite in-depth research into the luxury market and our consumers, and what kind of messaging would hit home. And, and, and a lot of that research was trying to lead us to what would be the ultimate payoff line that describes our business, and then a creative idea that would fit it. Okay. So yeah, it went it went it went a long way in, and and that so that line was travel worth talking about. And the minute we saw it, I think the minute we knew that that was the right one. Um, you know, we have been searching for this this strap line that really lends itself well to this face to face communication, mm. to the face to face conversation in a store yeah. with an expert that we wanted to get across. So as soon as we knew the line, then the rest of the cards kind of fell into place. And what impacts it had? Do you think it has? Because you didn't do one the year before, did that's you? Right. A TV ad. Yeah, that's you right. You did again this year. You had in pre- Previous years, has it had the effect you want, or has Brexit scuppered all of that? Well, I'll let I'll let <laughs> Derek's just done stop his the stop clock on Brexit. <laughs> just, yeah. Three minutes in, you mentioned it already. <laughs> Um, so, well, I'll let, I'll let Derek do the sales bit, but from, from the marketing measurement, we use a tool called YouGov that surveys 2,000 people on an online survey, and they do that daily. And so we measure a specific metric there. It's called ad awareness. And so the specific question is, have you seen an ad from Kuoni in the last two weeks? And so we measure the performance against that throughout the, throughout the turn of year campaign, and it's beaten the previous three years' worth really? of campaigns. So yeah. it has so it's really, it's, it's landed box. well. It's well, landed that's pretty well. pretty good. Okay. So, so then, of course, but marketing is just vanity if it's if it doesn't translate into sales exactly so. yeah so yeah so from a sales point of view i mean it is um you know the backdrop has been difficult and i think messages from the trade have been mixed so so we tend to look at um independent analysis wherever we can in terms of where the market's at and and to be fair you look at google search um you look at nielsen data that we get hold of and it does show that um, for whatever reason but probably because of the um, political backdrop, mm. the um, demand has been significantly down year on year. So it was always going to be a, a difficult turn of year for the industry. Um, so it was important that we were back on TV. It was important that we in, continue to invest. And I know a lot of businesses took the view that they were going to took some money away in January, wait and see what happened, and then come back in later in the year. But actually, we took a, a different view. And our view was we'd ignore the B word. We were confident in what we had to offer the consumer we were confident in our message so so we went full tilt and actually i have to say that has absolutely paid off so cumulatively we're still well ahead of where we were at this point last year um not only the main co-only brand but also the specialist brands as well so you look at dirtistic uk group overall um we're still significantly ahead and in january and february whilst it's not been stellar it is positive and i think really against that difficult backdrop um I'm very happy that um, everything we did has paid off. Um, and the other interesting thing um, is we were 
been measuring repeat business through the last six weeks. So, so the number of customers that have booked with us in January that had previously booked with us before. Um, and that number is higher than it's ever been. In fact, it's now approaching 40%. And I think, yeah. and I think that, so the sort of the investment that we've put in over a long period of time in the retail model, getting to know our customers, building those one-to-one relationships, when times are tough, I think that pays off. And, and, and that and the TV campaign and the overall campaign, I think all taken together, um, have really worked well for us. Just touching on um, what you said and, and bringing in your trends report, which came out at the end of February, long haul is up. Yes. But short haul isn't. For so us, is that yeah. for, for you, yes. Yeah, so well, and for the that, market. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, it's a clue. Um, I mean, the other, the other clue, I think, is that our forward business, so departures going in 2020, are significantly ahead year on year. So I think there's two things happening. I think customers that are happy to book now... Um, are either booking further in advance, so they 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 clearly see a, a safe space in 2020 when all of this is behind us, and they're happy to book and commit to their travel then. So I think that's that's helped us because we have a, a long forward booking curve, but but also I think where people are concerned about travel, it tends to be more to EU destinations. I mean, everyone's read the press. Yeah, whether it's true or not, how much of it's speculation, mm. almost doesn't matter. Customers read it, mm. and it does create some lack mm. of confidence in the market. So I think we have seen some deterioration in intake for Europe. Nothing drastic, but it is slower than our long-haul businesses. Okay, and probably in line with, with others, as, you, as um, you said. Probably better than others, actually, would be my view. Yeah. So, so it, it's down... Not worrying about to, it. You know, no, no, not no. at all. And, and I think... You know, the bounce will come, and when the bounce does come, I think it'll be Europe that recovers okay. hardest. All right. Um, you did another video recently, <laughs> not an advert, but it was a really good um, piece of marketing on YouTube, wasn't it, uh, where you pitted real agents, real Kony agents, against um, the internet, or AI specifically. Um, it was really good, and again, it linked to your Travel Worth talking about tagline, didn't it? So so how did you come up with that? So it was a bit of a, a bit of a rank outside of that one. So we knew um, that we'd be off TV um, come that first weekend in February, but the campaign actually extends into March. So back in December, I almost pitched it out to agencies saying, this is a rank outsider, like an outside bet at the National. Can you come up with something that might look good online? Um, and again, same thing. Once that once that idea landed, and that was with an agency in uh, in, in Hove called O and G, and they came up with that idea. And the minute we saw it, we knew it was we knew it was a we knew it was a strong idea. Yeah, it's gone um, down really well on our social media channels as well. Yeah, so. great. And I think agents have really picked up on it. Well, look, it's a clever idea, and we had a lot of fun making it. I mean, I know that Derek was in his kitchen talking to Alexa as well, trying to come up with <laughs> trying to try trying to trip Alexa up to find out where. Um, you know, find that funny responses that we could get out of yeah. uh, out of the out of the box. But um, it, as as in with most things, you, you, it, I say it's an outsider. We didn't know if it was going to go down well or not, um, and we didn't throw that much money behind it. But uh, you know, a good strong idea mm. stands up on its own. It's something legs, to build really. on, maybe, isn't it? Yeah, I think time. so. So the next plans for that film are because it landed has landed quite well. Is to just perhaps release some 30, 40 second snippets because it's actually quite a long film at three and a half minutes or just over three and a half minutes. So it's on social, the game is now frequent and often. So we'll break up some of the recordings that we made on that day into 30, 40 second segu- okay. segments and then and then carry carry on distributing those till, till the campaign ends. Brilliant. Okay. And just on the topic of, of technology and the, and the internet and uh, machine learning, AI, where does Kimoni stand on, on all that? Do, do, do you, where does technology sit? At I, think, I, I think we have a really simple view, and, I, and actually talking about the video that you've just been talking about, because I, I, I was looking at it 
in conjunction with somebody else. We were chatting about it. And um, and actually, I, I think we should maybe do a, a return match where instead of asking the sort of questions that we did ask, which, which are about inspiration, um, recommendation, we should ask the questions that AI is good at. So we should ask it, you know, I need to get to Paris this afternoon, what time uh, flights are available? You know, to be fair, our travel experts and an average travel agent wouldn't know the answer to that, but... AI would. Mm. Um, so, so, And I think that's really important because what we weren't trying to do was to say we're always better, uh, we'll always beat AI. There are absolutely parts of our business where we could use that technology to our advantage. So if we can blend, and that's the important word, if we can blend our inspiration, our knowledge, our recommendation, our passion, our enthusiasm, all of the very human things uh, about a conversation with good access to factual knowledge which artificial intelligence will get better and better at i think it's the blend of those two things that will actually deliver the best experience it still is it's early stages isn't it 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 is but it's actually but it's actually very good i mean if you if you ask the right questions in the right way you will get the right answers Mm. um but it's facts that it's good at Mm. so fact facts are easy opinions are difficult nothing subjective Um, yeah no no so the point we were really making was if you want recommendation and you want opinion uh, and you want a depth of knowledge, then you're better off getting that from a human. But, but in no way was it suggesting that there's no place for that in our organisation. And, and it will grow. And the trick will be is how you blend the two. The trick is really how you grasp that. And we've had a very simple rule all the way through that technology that gets in the way of the human interaction is not going to be part of our frontline business. But technology that enhances it and adds to it is absolutely going to be part and of are our you look, business. And are you looking at anything at the moment, at any specific projects... Uh, we, we've we've looked at a few things, and there are um, the industry has adopted a few things. I know there's the, the the one that keeps coming up, which we have looked at, but we've not gone down the route. Is this sort of um, voice recognition um, technology, where where you're effectively listening into conversations and looking at the patterns that emerge and the shape of those conversations? Uh, now that I, I don't think that's there today, but give that a few years, and that might be a useful tool to help mm. us to develop our frontline staff and to help us develop conversations with customers. But we're, we're not. We're not seeing um, any signals from our customers that say that this is what they want from us. I mean, it, it is very much the opposite, and we work for our customers, and what our customers are telling us more and more, and the repeat business supports it, is that they really value that depth of knowledge and that experience, and frankly, the bit that's right at the end of the queue, the personality and the enthusiasm and the passion, because artificial intelligence is a long, long way away from being able to do yeah. that. Because you came up with, I think you coined, you didn't coin the phrase, but you used the phrase a couple of years ago, and it's a Scandinavian word that I've forgotten how to pronounce. Hugo. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have said it like that. Um, <laughs> where you create a, a, like a nice environment mm. in a shop to go in, and it's like an experience in itself, isn't yeah. it? It's actually nice going into a lovely travel agent. Haven't you got one in, is it Windsor? that has? Yeah, yeah. It's got all these lovely old suitcases. And Which things. is Victoria, Queen Victoria's old yeah, railway right. waiting room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that is all, that's all part of it, the theatre the ambience, the the environment that we create. Mm. But that is all just a facilitator for the right conversation. Um, yes, so it's, it's about having the right person with that, the right yeah. knowledge and the right the right experience in the right location. You bring it all together. And then of course part of that is then having the right technical facts to support that mm. knowledge. But that's just one part of the jigsaw. And and as a standalone piece it won't it won't be the answer for the majority of people. Okay. But as but as a support for us, yeah absolutely there'll be a place for it. I you, think, sorry. Uh, sorry, no, I was sorry. just gonna add I think I, I think a lot of the tech that we use is is behind the scenes really. 
um, and probably not as obvious. So um, some of the marketing tech that we're using um, is enable, will enable um, us to have signals as to when um, customers are, are looking at certain parts of the website and if they're known to us then, um, uh, look, good marketing is about putting the right message um, into the hands of the right person at the right time. And so a lot of our tech is, be, is kind of behind the lines really, mm-hmm. um, making sure that um, that we can, you know, we can get that right message out into the PTE's hands, where you know, if if possible, um, so they know when someone's in market, and uh, and we'll be ready there and talk mm. to them. Stick with um, going back to marketing. You've done some experiential things last year. You yeah. were at um, BBC Country Far, weren't yeah. you? you? Had a nice big kind of safari tent, which looked amazing. Um, are you are you doing more of that this year? Yeah, tons of that this year, actually. More probably more than we've ever done. So the uh, the Country Far event um, uh, is expanding. So Country Far uh, are running two events this year, um, and we'll have a presence at both. Um, we're also going to the um, the Highland Show this year, which is up in Scotland. We've we've got branches up in Scotland as well. So that's new to us this year, along with other events that we're supporting so yeah two country files and the great highland show and will you be focusing on a different destination so i guess africa was for the safari tent yeah it was well that was we did that in association with the south africa tourist board and the country file events this year we're working in partnership with some of the u.s tourists the u.s uh, US themed kind of stand that's the plan at the moment it's embryonic at this stage but um they get a good good do they draw people in? They work then? Yeah, I just think I just what's interesting is there's no hard sell at events. People are wandering around them. They're there for very you know, they're there for different reasons and, and certainly a show like Country File, there's lots on offer to see in terms of entertainment and the shows are on. So it isn't about a hard sell. So no, you have to be attractive, you have to be entertaining, which is why the Safari tent we had this huge topiary elephant last year That's as well. Right, just, yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I think you just need to be entertaining and engaging when you're there. And yes, we're so we're going down the theme with our US partners. Okay. So we're going to have a topiary Trump. <laughs> oh yes, a do wall. it. An orange, <laughs> an orange tree. A topiary wall. And then You're not allowed in. No. You're not allowed in. <laughs> Well, it generates intrigue, doesn't it? (laughs) Shout over the top. Um, So where are you at in terms of your shop network? Well, um, in terms of numbers, we're at 49 stores now. So not not quite at the 50 that we we said we'd be. But um, we're at the stage now where we've sort of matured the retail estate to give ourselves pretty much national coverage and then blend that with the Coney branded partner stores, um, which are still expanding, and we've, we've just opened up one in, in Northern Ireland, another one in Macclesfield. So so if you if you combine the two, it actually gives us a sort of branded retail estate now of getting on for 65 branded stores, um, 19 of those inside John Lewis and Partners, um, which have been hugely successful. So we've, we've matured to... Broadly speaking, the size that we always wanted to be. I mean, it was a, it was a calculation is, is how much distribution did we need to support the Kony brand, to support the distribution, plus also our specialist brands as mm. well, which are heavily supported through our stores. Um, so now it's, um, as with all retail portfolios, now it's about optimization. Um, high streets come and go, things change, footfall shifts mm. over time. We never locked ourselves into long leases, so we've always got the ability to move things around. So um, so yesterday we opened in Trafford Centre, yeah. John Lewis. Um, wow. We're actually already in Trafford Centre, so we've got a standalone store in the shopping centre, yeah. but experience, again, says the John Lewis customer base is slightly different, mm. attracts a different audience, um, and both of them can work side by side. So we are still opening when the opportunities arise, um, but equally, um, I mean, the store in High Street Kensington, um, we closed, um, and we moved that into... 
um, Peter Jones um, because we felt that was a better economic model and we had more customers uh, likely to come our way. So, so we will flex and we will shift, but our commitment to retail is as strong as ever, if not stronger, um, and it's worked brilliantly for us and we'll continue to invest in it. I read um, in your trends report um, that there's been a 22% increase in sales through independent agents last year. Mm. Is that... Um, because you're just selling through more independent agents, or is that because the agents that you have always sold through are just selling more volume, or is it a bit of both? <laughs> a little, that's a good question. A little bit of both, actually. Um, mostly, it's the agents that we've always worked for selling more for us. Um, so I think um, part of that is... Um, the, the partner stores, so that we count those as so part of that. So is that part of that so figure? Part okay. of it, but, okay. but by no means all of it, though. So so part of that will be um, those relationships that we've had with partner stores coming to fruition, they themselves building up a more loyal Kearney customer base. Um, but actually, you know, shout out to brands like Hayes Travel, the Co-op Travel uh, Network, um, Advantage, all the consortia have seen growth year on year. Um, Miles Morgan has done brilliantly for us. So actually, what, what we're seeing is a sort of real... Um, return to our brand as one of those brands that can be trusted. I mean, it's a long, long time now since we sort of had any price differential issues with the trade. We've always been consistent. Um, you know, we're not trade only, but we are super trade friendly. And, and the other thing I think has really paid dividends for us, which was quite controversial when we did it, was we fulfill most of our B2B business through our own stores. So most travel agents are actually speaking to someone in a store in the network. Um, and whilst we were a little bit worried about how that would land when we first did it, what's happened in reality is that local travel agents have identified with one person in a local branch, or even not in a local branch, in a branch 100 miles away, but they really they build a relationship, a relationship yeah. and they trust that person. Yeah. So actually what's happening now is most agents aren't calling a generic call centre number and going through to Some anonymous, yeah. They're yeah. actually calling a direct dial number for someone in a store who knows them and has built a relationship with them. And that, you know, the travel's never changed. That that sort of individual, personal, one-to-one relationship is what sells holidays. Mm. And, and I think whilst that whilst that was always intended to work that way, I think the strength of those relationships have surprised even us. Um, and you talk to most agents now and they'll be able to tell you who they book with. Mm. So, so I think there's been a combination of things. Um, but a lot of it is just um, consistent, relentless level playing field, mm. making sure that we deliver exactly what we say we're going to deliver. And even, you know, the campaign travel worth talking about, the reason we sort of all fist bumped when we when we heard it for the first time is, yes, of course, it reflects what we're doing in our stores, but it also reflects what, you know, a thousand brilliant travel agents are doing every day. And the reason you know, the um, artificial intelligence video went down so well in the trade was because independent agents looked at it and sort of went, that's us, we get it. And so that sort of being connected and being on the same level of understanding as travel agents are themselves, I think, makes a huge difference. And we, we, we are just seeing that um, momentum continue. And I should shout out for Brad and his team as well. Um, you know, those guys have done a brilliant job mm. over the last Brad two years. Brad Bennett, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sales, yeah they've yeah. really raised the yeah. profile Super and built team, some great relationships. Mm. So, so okay. yeah, I think a combination of all those things. But, but we're delighted. And, yeah, I think when Virgin went the other way um, a couple of years ago, um, you know, and I was asked for my comment, and my view was it's their choice, it's their strategy, it's up to them. But we said at the time that wasn't the direction we wanted to go in, and I think we've been proved right. I think mm. the fact that we're now seeing more growth suggests that that was the right way for us to travel. Mm. Yeah, because that's a, a question, isn't it? You have your own shops, yet you do sell through independent agents, and, and mm. how does that 
but as you said, you only have you have, have fifty shops. You're not on every single high street, mm. are you? Um, and do you choose when you have chosen those locations for new Kuoni stores? Have you been careful not to choose places where there are other high-end independent agents? Yeah, I think that was. I mean, certainly originally, but we are now going back six or seven years. Originally, when we first sort of blank canvas and we started to look, then then we did, and and that was partly how the the partner store strategy came about because we said well okay well if if we're not going to open how can we work more closely with the good local independent agents so people like right. baldwin's are a great example where you know we never went into maidstone we always said you know baldwin's are there they're a great agent let's work with them not not, not against tread them on, yeah. Tread on yeah and the same in um um bath is quite an interesting one so that was on our list um and we had a partner store there and then miles has gone in and taken over that partner store and we've stayed away yeah that's mm. that's fine and, and we get the support and we don't need to be Everywhere. You don't need a physical no, presence. You, no, and, you and, and, as, and yeah, as long as that strategy is delivering, then we've got no intention of doing anything different. The really important thing, which I've already said, is we, we do have almost a religious um, focus on making sure that we don't undercut travel agents, that we have the processes in place to make sure that we don't, that we respond quickly and fairly to every time we ever get a chance. Because I understand totally, you know, when you're a travel agent, there is nothing worse than having a booking nicked from under your nose by mm. a direct sell tour mm. operator. So that's not what we are. And, and I think... I think I said 10 years ago, it'll take a decade for us to be trusted on this. Well, we're sort of at the other end of the decade now, and I think we are beginning now to get that level of trust from agents that we've worked so hard to achieve. Right. We're going to turn to the quiz now. Okay. Oh. Um, I've been nervous there. I've got... Um, I have to hide the answers here, so I'm going to keep oh. these close close to my chest. Right, are you these ready? Are these are your buzzers. Do you want to test they work? Derek, your um, one? I am. Um... There we go, the siren. I'm very familiar to a scouser, that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Running down the street in your shell suit. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to stereotypical imagery here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, gold chain. Der- um, Dean, sorry. So my buzz. There you go. Classy. That appeals classy, to the barman in me. Yeah. <laughs> Last orders. Service. Last orders. <laughs> right. Okay. You ready? So. On the buzzer? Yeah, on the buzzer. So, okay. you know the answer. Ring, ring the, obviously, ring the buzzer. So, here we go. What year did Kuoni first publish? It's Travel Trends Report. Derek. 1980. Correct. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't look over my shoulder, did you? No. No, of course not. No. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, question two. Photography tours are being hosted in two Kuoni destinations this year. Where are they? Claire, Claire would kill me if I didn't know the answer to this, so... Come on. Um... And having a keen interest in photography. I've looked at them, so I think... <laughs> He's it's, feeling for time. I, I, am, I, am, I am. You've hit your buzzer, you've got Russia, to answer. Russia and Japan. Correct. Well done. One point each. Okay, question three. To the nearest thousand, how many return seaplane transfers did Kuoni book for customers last year? So to the nearest thousand, how many return seaplane transfers... Kuoni book for customers in 2018. I'm doing some maths. No, I'm doing some maths. I know how many bookings we did, so I need to work out what percentage we've had a transfer. Return transfers. Does that count as one or two? I don't know. Rachel wrote the question. Seven thousand. Do you want to have a guess, Dean? Nearest to the nearest thousand. I'll go higher than that. Ten thousand. You've won, Derek. You've got points. Seven thousand one hundred and thirty. Well done. Just maths. Is two it? two one to to Derek. 
Okay, question four. In which country would you travel on the, I don't know if I can pronounce this, Madaraka Express? Madaraka? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> no, Madaraka is Madaraka. right. Madaraka. Uh, yeah, in which country? So, Dean? Oh, no, I, I was un- I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, only, I've only got the continent, so I think it's Africa. Oh. It is Africa. It is Africa. Yeah, yeah, I don't know a country. Okay. <laughs> Kenya. Correct, correct. Well done, Do Derek. I get a bonus point for Nairobi I, to I, Mombasa? Oh, we've got a lovely... Uh, sorry, I'm going to plug It's here. Nairobi we, Mombasa, we've, we've, got a, we've got a lovely Kenya destination film. Yes. on YouTube that you should go and watch. Yes. It's gorgeous. Okay. Does it feature the... Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't get a bonus point because okay. I don't know if that's correct or not. I don't have that answer. Well, if it's but a tie at the end, remember. You're winning anyway, yeah. Okay. How many countries does Kuoni sell? Oh. <coughs> Dean. 88. Ooh. Derek, do you want to have a guess? Well, I think it was 88 before we did Ajman. Okay. What else? 89 then. I'm trying to think of... Oh, I've got a feeling there's another one, but I can only remember Ajman. So, add 89. He's going to go up again. It's 90, so Derek, you've got it. You've got it. What's the one I'm missing, then? It was 88 plus Ajman plus Israel? How many countries are there? Oh, it should be Israel, because that's new. That's new for Ashman this year, isn't Israel. it? Yeah. Yeah. This is great, because we get to put in um, yeah. new product yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. selling points. Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, I, I should know this, because we're doing new brochures. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, it was 88 for about a decade, yeah, regardless right. of how many we really right. had. Okay, this is the last question. Is it? Yeah. So, name three of the presenters of BBC <laughs> Country File. What is it? John Nose, Leslie Judd. Yeah, Peter Purvis. <laughs> and <laughs> Country File. Of, yeah. Well, legend. Any of the three, Legend, yeah. John Craven. Correct. Uh, Anita. Correct. Colony Ambassador Anita. Um, Matt Baker. Correct. And you've got Adam, Adam at the Hen- Adam Henson. Adam at the farm. We only need three, Ellie. so you've got the point. Oh, hey, look at him go. Yeah, look, you see he spent too long at Country Farm Live. I love Country Farm, I really do, honestly. It's Blue Peter for grown-ups. I'm way too old, honestly. <laughs> I should have driving Someday. gloves and, and a, some sweets in my car what as well. What do you think of Matt Baker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very, no, it's he's just, very clean cut. Isn't he's he? a bit housewife choice, I think. Okay, maybe. Matt, do you want to come in? He sets up on a date. Um, no, he's very nice, but yeah, he's someone your mum would love you to marry, isn't he? Well, I, well, I don't know, but I think my mum would have something to say about that. <laughs> well, will I ever make you happy, Dean? Um, right, actually, that wasn't the last question. I just, oh, right, I just right. can't count. Um, right, so final question. You won't be able to redeem yourself, Dean. No, okay. But, you get which, close. but you'll make you it. Know. Make it a five pointer then. Yeah. And then it's Killer. do or die then, All isn't right, it? yeah. To the nearest thousand, how many coral islands <laughs> are in the Maldives? So to the nearest thousand, how many coral islands are there in the Maldives? <laughs> Team's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm playing a tactical game. I'm playing a tactical game yeah, now to see go, where you go. I'm going to go in the low thousands. Oh, I'm being nodded at. Right. Oh, hello. Said, hello there's go, clues coming in. Help. Uh, a thousand? We want to the nearest thousand. Do you want to guess, Derek? Yep, so that's your I answer. I would have said a thousand. All right, well, Dean said it first. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that is, is Do that I have to go answer? whole thousands? To the nearest thousand, it's like. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. So you first can said, I just do you higher, said it first. Can I just go higher first. or lower? In the, in the if you pop- get the exact answer. The exact answer. <laughs> it's pretty. One thousand. One hundred. No. 
<laughs> 50. It's very close. It's 1,190. Oh! But the question was the nearest thousand. Yeah, you yeah, rang yeah, the buzzer yeah. first. So Thank the point you. goes to Dean. Thank so you. was that... Yeah, was that point for was marketing. That, um, yeah, limiting. Have you won then? Was that the, the do or die question? That was. Five-pointer. That's very, That's very generous of you, Derek. Well, well, time will tell. Very good knowledge, though, both of you. <laughs> very good. Well done, very well done. good. Well done. Nice one. Cool. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. That's been great. Thank yeah, you for your time. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. On the next episode, Lucy Huxley spoke to some of the panellists from the latest Travel Weekly Business Breakfast event. They take stock of the first quarter and look ahead to a future outside the EU. That's out in two weeks' time. Don't forget, if you're not already, you can subscribe to all of our podcasts on the Apple Podcast app.